Hey there, lovely listeners. Welcome to Uniquely Wired Podcast. I'm your host, Nani. On this podcast, we uncover the beauty and nature of autism through heartfelt conversations. Let's jump in. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Uniquely Wired Podcast. I am so excited that you guys are back to listen to another episode. And this time we do have a special guest. I am not by myself, okay? We have the amazing JJ and some of you may already follow her on Instagram. And if you don't, just know that on the description below, I will have her information so you guys can follow her. Um, And spoiler alert, I should say, um, there is going to be a little treat that she wants to give um, to, I believe, is the first three listeners. So yeah. Listen, y'all got to pay attention, okay? Because there's going to be some good things coming this season. I'm just saying. So I'm just going to have JJ introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her, what she has going on, and her son. So JJ, go ahead and take over. Hi. Thank you for having me. Hey, I am just uh, I'm just a mom from Ohio. Um I am married. We have a blended family of five grown kids, um, and I am an independent provider for the state of Ohio uh, for people with special needs, and I work exclusively currently with my son, uh, helping him and his day-to-day. Blake is now almost 30, um, and about three weeks, he will be 30, and time has really flown. So we are in a different stage of life than Mm -hmm. a lot of my followers, a lot of uh, our friends on here. Um, But it's good. It's good. We're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to make you feel old or anything, but you know, my 30th birthday is coming up. (laughs) 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 Just Yeah, so I'm, you know, my 30th birthday is February 13, and like right before Valentine's. So um, I'm definitely excited to hear about your son because I know that back then, you know, research and just everything was so different compared to like what you're saying, like now. So um, I'm definitely so excited for this episode and just to hear more about your story. So just so you guys know, those of you that are listening, um, this episode is Autism in Adulthood. Um, As y'all heard, her son is older. He's an adult. So we're going to get her perspective and her story, what she's gone through with him and his challenges. So I have a good set of questions to ask JJ today on the podcast. So I'm definitely excited, but I'm going to start off with an icebreaking question for JJ. And that is, if your child could have a superpower related to their uniqueness, what would it be? Um, if I had a superpower, um, Flake is a really wonderful singer and a superpower if he um, would be able to um, 
present or perform or um, communicate that voice and that passion for music to everyone else. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. So oh. he's a, he's a wonderful singer. He and he loves worship music. Um, he's he's a delight. I love it. A delight for me to to watch at church. He's just a treat. I love it because <laughs> I, I love it, music. I love worship, and like I'm a worshiper. Like I I I love it. And every time I see like just our children worshiping, you know, in my case, like both of my kids love going to church. Mm-hmm. Like it yes. could be Saturday, JJ. I kid you not, and Jacob will go on his device to tell me it's time to go to church. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. wait, but it is Saturday, buddy. Um, we go on Sundays. <laughs> well, well, and I, I they love they it. They have shared. Mm-hmm. I may have shared before, um, and I think I shared actually on my blog um, that. If I had a nickel for every person that would come up after church and be like, your son blesses me when he's worshiping, just the way he moves, the way he sings. And, you know, he can read the words on the screen. He can read along and sing along when it comes to the communication part. You know, that's difficult, but the music comes through him it flows through him and just the way I mean and honestly that is a blessing from the Lord that is a that is kind of like a superpower just to hear somebody come up to you and say your child blesses me in worship he just fills me and that's just that is a yeah that's wonderful actually that's yeah yeah I was gonna say and it's so like heartwarming to hear that as a support needs parent like, you know, Absolutely. especially within a church. I mean, that's a topic for a different day. But <laughs> we already yes. know how it can be. And we're not saying this for right. every church or that it applies for every church. But I do believe right. every church should be educated in all types of disabilities. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, hearing you say that, it also gives me hope because my kiddos are small. You know, they're so young that when I see my son, you know, he he does a lot of verbal stimming and um, Mm -hmm. he'll just stay like stuck with like, uh, uh, and just does a lot of humming. Um, Mm -hmm. And while to us, it's, it's beautiful. You know, we know that when we're in public, that can be bothersome to the public, right? But um, right. I know that for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we had the um, the 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 service at the church, and they had such a great time. I did not think it was going to go as it went because they didn't have the children's, you know, the childcare available those two days: the Christmas Eve service and the New Year's Eve. So I'm already freaking out as a mom because I'm thinking, okay, this can either go amazing or it can go terrible, right? (laughs) Like just our instant thought. But you know what, JJ? I am so grateful that I was obedient and I went to those services and I did not put my children's disability as an excuse to go to church on these specific holidays, right? And 
Jacob had a blast. Like I realized and I figured something out. They both love worship time. The lights go dim in our church. You know, we go to a pretty multicultural big church. Um, and so Sundays get really packed and you can just imagine on holidays, even more packed. Um, and so they had such a great time during worship time. And I was impressed. I was like, these babies love worship, you know, and it's because we also, that's all we listen to. You know, we don't really listen to secular music. So I've instructed them, you know, even since they were in my stomach, like all I've listened to is worship music and, you know, they love it. So what does the word say? You know, instruct the child in his ways and they will never turn back. Right. And I'm a huge believer of that promise and the word of God. And so um, if you are a parent who's also a Christian and goes to church or whatever religion you 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 are um, and you have to meet with your community and it's difficult, keep trying. You know, let this be your reminder to keep trying, keep taking them to church. Even if they're being loud, even if they're running, they're making movements that's weird to people, but we know that this is them regulating and this is their happy movements. Keep going. Like people have to learn one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we have to stay um, visible. Um, and at this, at, at Blake's age, um, we are more visible. The The disability is maybe more obvious for us in public and we just need to keep showing up. Absolutely. Keep getting them out there. And, and we, it's so easy to have excuses to not go or to not do or to, and, and honestly, uh, my son can, can, uh, get excited about going to do a thing and just decide I can't do it today. And that, that's a, that's another thing. But when it comes to us, especially with the littles, um, to keep exposing them and keep exposing everybody else. And in that way, in its own small way, it's an awareness. You see us, we are here. We are part of this community. You know, we, we are here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. So, um, thank you for sharing that JJ. I appreciate it. And, um, we're going to go right into the questions. I have a couple questions for you. And so I'll start off with the first one, which is, can you share a little bit about your journey as a mom to an autistic adult? Because I, I know I'm always hearing about, you know, the journeys of a mom that perhaps has children the same age as mine. But it's rare when I speak with moms who have children that are much older and they're adults. So you've been in this journey for a long time. Um, so please tell us a little bit about that. You know, I guess, how is it? How is it indeed? Um, well, when we got started, um, we were diagnosed in 1998. And um, that was, there was rumors of something called the internet. And mm. We didn't have the the lines run on our road. We didn't have a computer. Um, mm-hmm. And so with this fresh diagnosis, I had a handful of pamphlets and my child mm-hmm. and an appointment to go and talk with the county people. And that's that, that was my direction. So I went to the library and rifled through card catalogs that I'm not sure even exist in the world anymore. And yeah, 
it was, it was weird. There was not a lot of um, information available and, and you moms are amazing. You guys are on fire. You're, I'm just so proud of the way you guys, you know, if you find information, you guys are sharing the information. Try this, try that. And you can say what you want about the internet and the communities. And I think that it's coming from the passion to want to help somebody else because you found something that's working and you want everyone to know. You don't want anybody to miss it. And I just think that is the most beautiful thing to watch you guys kind of work together and chit chat and you guys are in each other's DMs and, you know, it, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And I, I love that. So, um, we, yeah. So I guess you didn't have, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I guess you didn't have like the amount of support that you're feeling right now. Would you say you had right. that like at that time? Um, we did, we did have, uh, a support group locally. After a few years, um, we started to have a support group. Um, and it was filled with people who were every bit as anxious as I was to find the answer to fix my child. And we weren't finding answers. Um, and then we would come together and then there would be some people were crying. Some people were yelling. Some people wanted more information. Some people, you know, and what we were told was um, there's a conference coming up in October in Columbus that you might be really interested in. But as far as practical day-to-day stuff, you know, I wasn't feeling like I was getting that kind of information um, from that group at the time. And I, I left that group and I thought, I, I, I'm not emotionally able to go in there, you know, all the time. It's, it was hard because, you know, as a mom, you feel frazzled sometimes. Your, your nerves, I mean, they're shot. And just to walk in there for a support group and to kind of get a bombardment of emotion in there too, it was too much. And you know, just seeing community evolving together online um, and just people and you can hear it in their words or you can see it in their words online, just, you know, how frustrated and somebody will chime in and say, you know, here's, here's a thought, you know, try this. Um, we, have you ever tried this therapy? Have you ever tried, you know, melatonin? I mean, you know, everything, just the constant flow of information Maybe it's not all for your kid. That is fine. You can find what works for your kid. But um, just the availability of, of, of resources that is, that is now available is just really wonderful. Yeah, I, I agree with you when it comes to the whole, you know, um, community online um a lot of people always say things about social media and like oh it's it's not the greatest thing and you know i think it's Mm -hmm. all a matter how you use it and what you're putting out there like it it really is so and we know what we share obviously i'm not going to post my kids with no clothes on on social media right like 
some things are just common right. sense. Um, but I feel like it's crazy how someone would judge a platform based on what the negative is. And we're not looking at the positive. And when we look at it, we can add that to autism. You know, when, when I first right. started this journey, all I kept on hearing is negativity, 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 and just the bad, the bad, the bad, the bad. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, when am I ever going to see something positive about this? Right? Is it always going right. to be this way? And so right. um, that's that's why I love following the moms that I follow now. And I don't follow everybody. I tell you that much because maybe we don't have the same views or values. And, and that's totally fine. I'm not saying that's wrong. But um, I think there's a limit as to as to what we're able to consume or what we want to mm -hmm. consume, right? right? Like, obviously, if I know I don't agree with a specific, you know, that could be controversial, but whatever, um, topic, then I know I'm not going to follow that on my social media because that's not what I want to consume on a daily basis, right? right. Like, and you don't have so time. So I think the people that don't, right. And I think the people that see social media as like, oh my God, a sin and a terrible thing, It's people that are just constantly having to see these negative things that they don't realize, oh, man, there is something positive out there. Right. So, right. you know, I think it's just a matter of what you're willing to consume on a daily basis. And I want to make sure that I'm following moms, that there's a balance. I don't want to see always all the happy. Right. right. Because I think I also want to see, yes, you know what? I want to know that I'm not alone. Man, that mom posted her child having a meltdown in public. My son just had a meltdown or my daughter just had a meltdown. And so I want to make sure that, yeah, I have the balance. So I love watching your stuff because I'm like, man, it, it gives me hope that it's true. My children can become independent when they're older. And I don't have to listen to everything that the doctor has to some, tell me that's negative about it. Right. Right. And although you're caring for your son, it's still, you know, he's still capable and able to do things that possibly the doctor told you that he could never do. We are, we definitely have um, so many skills that I am. I'm so thankful that he has um, independence as far as what people think of as independence as I'm not sure that that Blake will have that kind of independence but his skills are still blooming at almost 30 years old he is still developing these skills he is this lifelong learner and there there is like a a trend that seems to be going in the past probably month or two that i have noticed how um Young moms, like you, you didn't do this. <laughs> I don't think you did this, but present a very defeated, very defeated already with these little people about what things will look like when they are adults and how much they're, they're grieving their adult child already. And I got to tell you, I'm old and man, that really hurts my feelings for them. Um, if you are defeated um, for your adult child, but they're standing right in front of you and they're only five or six or seven or 
even 10, they're right in front of you. You have no, I cannot encourage you enough how they keep blooming. They keep blooming. It is so encouraging. It's beautiful. And no, this, this may not quite be where I had hoped we would be at this point. Um, but we, we are, we are in a stable place. I have no emergencies. I have no, um, I have a beautiful, um, group of people working with him at his job center right now. Um, we are blessed with people who get my kid. I am blessed that I'm able to, um, transport him and support him in, in the way that I am right now. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take a moment and really focus on what's happening because yes, I am 52 and yeah, what, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? And that can grip you with anxiety that can attack you with some fears, but that's not what we're called to. We are not called to fear. We're called to um, be bold and strong and courageous and know who our God is. Um, and I think that I, I believe that the way, what we believe about God impacts the way we attack this journey, the way we embrace um, our kid and the way forward. Oh, JJ. <laughs> I have to tell you, girl, you got me ready to run, okay? (laughs) Run run in a good way. Like, I am here like, yes, girl, you're preaching. You are preaching, okay? And listen, I don't care if some of you listeners might get offended by this, but, like, she just spoke truth, okay? JJ just dropped the mic, Okay, if, if I could grab my actual mic and just be like, girl, you just dropped the mic. You just gave a whole word right there. I think that is so, so true. And I couldn't agree with you more because I see that a lot on a lot of moms. And this is what I, I was telling you. I can't follow everybody because you see that from people that are, you know, like you, you're young or whatever. And, and they're literally this devastated. And I get it. You know, we are not dismissing. I don't want nobody to think that no. we are dismissing your feelings because we're not. No, no. And listen, I know when I first got the diagnosis for both of the kids, even for Jacob, even mm-hmm. though he was after Eliana, I was so devastated and defeated because at that moment, the first thing you think is... A whole movie plays in front of you. Oh, well, they can't get married. They can't work. They can't do this. They can't do this. And the list of they cannot do things is so long (laughs) that it's so easy to lose focus on the now, what they're able to do now. Okay. And JJ, let me tell you, I, I was one of those people. Okay. I was one of those people that I will be like, man. Will she ever get married? Or like, you know, just like the, the, the negative aspect of it, which is fine. I'm not saying that it's, it's not okay to think that way because those feelings are oh, going to You're going to wonder. Right? You're going to wonder. Yeah, you're going to wonder. These things are going to happen. Now, what we don't want you to do is to dwell on that and, and already live yes. that way. You're right? not going to camp because out there. Yes. 
Exactly, because as believers, as Christians, we know that our hope is in Jesus. And at the end of the day, we walk by faith and not by sight. So I have to declare and speak life over my children. And, 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 and you know what? The Bible says it. There's power in our, in our words. There's power in our tongue. There's life and death. So therefore, I'm going to decide and say, you know what, God? You told me you was giving me a worshiper. I could see my daughter worshiping alongside me in church, you know, with a mic and, and possibly writing a song together. Um, my son, the Lord told me when I was pregnant with him, I didn't even know I was having a boy just yet. And God told me, I'm giving you a boy. You're going to give him a prophetic name, which is why I named him Jacob, who's a prophet in the Bible. And you know what? He's going to be a prophet. And I said, what? Okay. And then, you know, you have your children who are not speaking and you're thinking, come on. I mean, I could tell you this, JJ, because, right. you know, you're a believer yourself. So you know where I'm coming from. But it's like, man, my natural eyes, I'm just like, okay, but really? Like, you told me that you were giving me a prophet and a worshiper, but yet they can't even, like, answer my questions. Right. And I got so right. angry with God, you know, if I'm honest, like I was upset. It was a really tough season for me to really say, you know what? I have to trust his promises. And it's not now that I'm seeing that, but I know that eventually I'm going to see that. But I have to believe that in my heart and I have to declare those words, those promises over and over again, because that's what faith is. That's what trust in the Lord is, friends. And that is what we're trying to tell you and encourage you. Listen, get that encouragement from this mama here who's been in this for years. Yeah, I'm not, I'm so, not, I'm not, uh, I don't want to discourage anyone. Um, you know, I, I understand that emotion. I understand those dark days and those wet pillow nights. I get that. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, don't, don't do the work. You don't have to do the work. You, you got to do the work. And it's one day at a time. Um, you know, I, I just don't want anybody camping out on something that they think the future looks like 20 years from now. It's, and that, that's easy. That's easy for me to say up here. Um, because there's been a lot, uh, a lot of, of greatness, you know, um, 29, I can't believe he's 29. There's just been so yeah, so many wonderful things along the way, the things I didn't mm -hmm. expect, the things I thought, right. oh, I can't believe he's doing this. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's just like, um, just mm -hmm. don't, don't stay in discouragement and defeat. Mm -hmm. Don't stay there. Don't, don't, don't dwell on it. And you know what? For oh, us, absolutely. for those of you that are listening and are Christians and believers, you know, if you read your word, that tomorrow is not promised. <laughs> we right. cannot live like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we can make plans. We can have goals. All those things are beautiful. But at the end of the day, we don't know what tomorrow holds. You know, the Bible says tomorrow has its own worries. <laughs> It really mm -hmm. does. And does. let me tell you, the the <laughs> more I grow in my in my you know, my faith walk and I become a mature believer and just you know, I'm like, man, I have to preach these things to myself before I go out there and try to preach it to the world because what what does that matter if I'm not living it and they're not seeing it through my actions and my living? Right? 
So mm-hmm. I think I love that we're having this conversation. And you know what? God always just like shows up and just like turn things <laughs> around, right? But um, yeah. I'm I'm just so grateful and I appreciate that. So next question is, how has your understanding of autism evolved as your child transitions to adulthood? And I know that he has been an adult for years now, but um, I guess if you can look back at that time and see how has, you know, your understanding of autism just gotten bigger. (laughs) Yeah. So um, when he was little, he kind of squawked like a pterodactyl a lot and it became almost a trigger and it did become a trigger. It was just like this constant squawk, a very high pitched squawk. And it was just like, you know, he didn't respond. His receptive language, his expressive language didn't seem to be picking up on anything. We were trying to communicate with him, you know, and um, so if we want to talk about uh, evolving um, just to know that little person is taking in so much more than you think. And that silence um, of them, as far as them not being able to speak the words or, or communicate um, maybe as effectively as I need him to communicate with me, you know, there's a little person in there and, and believe there's a little person and to talk to them. Like there's a little person in there because there is. Um, and you, I know you always say uh, presume competence. Absolutely. The building, they are building in there. The little building blocks that we don't see in the day to day, they are piecing it together on the inside. And that is just something that, um, and I, I love that term or that phrase presume competence just because man it is so true um just when it comes forth eventually you see how they have been stringing it all together in their own way of understanding it and i always felt like blake was learning from the outside and he almost learned backwards i tried to explain that to speech therapists and you know occupational therapists and now I think that what I was trying to say is that he's a gestalt learner, a gestalt processor, a gestalt talker. So he was piecing all these chunks together and then it all kind of came together to make sense. But at the time I didn't know how to say it properly, but yeah, um, presuming competence and then my own autism acceptance. Um, I wanted to share this because I think that, First of all, autism acceptance starts with me, mom, starts right here, but it evolves every day. It evolves as your child's growing. You know, I accept autism right now. In two years, there's going to be some major differences, some some gaps um, that are becoming more obvious. Can I accept that? at eight. And then, you know, we're going to get up into the middle school ages. Can I accept, you know, maybe they're not, um, 
they're falling away from friends and peers. And a lot of kids are starting to have boyfriends and girlfriends. And, and it's just a constant evolving of what am I needing to accept today? Um, and it's kind of like an internal check with myself. And so, you know, along, along the lines, you know, okay, so do I need to accept, um, that group homes are an option? I absolutely hate that. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm saying it out to the world. I have never, ever, ever wanted to consider, um, that for him. And that has got to be on my table. Can I accept that? And right this second in my life, I, I'm not loving my options as far as the way forward, but what am I going to do? I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to, I've scheduled coffee with somebody next week who has gone, um, she's ahead of me and I'm going to sit down and talk with her and say, what did you guys experience with your daughter? Pros and cons of this and that, you know, what are we looking at? I need you to tell me, and I know this person is going to lay it out flat for me. She's going to just spill it. She's not going to sugarcoat it. She's going to be a truth talker in my life. And I, this is, this is a hard part of my journey that, um, I'm wrangling through right now, if I'm being honest and I'm not, I'm not being fatalist, but when I take my steps and when we're talking to each other, when I'm, you know, I'm talking to myself too. I can't camp out here. I can't stay defeated. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to pretend like I know what this is going to look like in another 10 years. I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to check things out. I'm going to investigate and we're going to still keep day to day here at home working on our life skills, working on our grocery shopping list, working on all the basic things that he's mastered or mastering. We're going to keep plowing forward, keep plowing forward, and we're going to make this happen. So as, as long as I have breath, we are going to keep plowing forward. And we just cannot, uh, we, we don't want to give up. We don't want to be defeated. We want to encourage our kids and we want to keep pushing. Don't stop pushing. Keep pushing. If we don't push, who's going to push? We're going to keep on pushing. So I don't know. Um, those are just some of the things that that I'm evolving in. And I, I heard something, um, and, and Kate Swenson said it, and she was talking about toxic positivity and toxic mm. positivity. Um, I, I have been guilty. I have been guilty of that myself and it really benefits no one, but you know, positivity. Yes. Yes. We are going to keep believing and we are going to keep pushing. And I think that when we see the realities, um, we can't, we can't brush them under. We can't push them aside. Um, but yeah, the toxic positivity doesn't, it doesn't benefit anybody. Not really. So, and I have to be very careful of that in my life and our, and our way forward. 
and um, just being uh, real and accepting even now in these these um, these later years. Well, that was a lot to unpack. And I, first of all, one, no, 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 you don't have to be sorry. I am actually saying this because I want to thank you for your vulnerability and opening about something so, you know, personal to you, because at the end of the day, that has to be one of the hardest things to think about. So you had me here ready to cry. (laughs) And I was like, Donnie, hold your stuff. You gotta be strong for people. (laughs) But like. You know, because I actually, I follow a mom who her son, she has him in a, you know, what are they called? I don't want to like miss call them or say the wrong thing. Is it, is it a group home or a, a, yeah. a sheltered community? Yeah. And I'm actually having her as a guest on the podcast um, this season. And I'm, I'm anxious, you know, to hear her story about that because. I believe that, you know, I have moms from all over the world that are listening to this podcast, but also that have different age groups, you know, with children. Like some mm-hmm. of them are mm-hmm. almost entering adulthood. Mm-hmm. They're teenagers. And so some of them, you know, are definitely aggressive. Um, right. and, and that becomes very challenging for families. And it's one of the top reasons as to why some of them do put them in a group home from my understanding. And so, um, the fact that this is something that you have in your table, and I'll definitely be praying for you about this because I do believe you are yourself as well, and you have to take care of you. And if, if this serve of any encouragement for you, but giving yourself grace, this is part of it, right? Is this something that you're feeling peace in your heart to do and go forward? I always say, listen, okay, God, you're giving me the peace and this is in my heart. If it's you, I know you're going to open that door and it's going to be okay, right? Right. Right. That's always what Mm -hmm. I say. Like, I try to not be like, oh my gosh, I got to pray for them. Yes, we presented in prayer, but if you're feeling this peace in your heart and you know this is the right thing for you and your household and your marriage, I mean... You know, I I support you, JJ. You have my support, right? But at the same time, I know as an autism mom myself, like if I was in your shoes, I would be so like holding on to a thread because we know that only (laughs) we know how to take care of our child and we know their likes and wants. We know their daily routine. To have a total stranger pick that up for you, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how hard that has to be. You know, yeah, I don't, so I salute I don't. you. You know, yeah. Oh, don't don't mm-hmm. salute me. Don't you salute no. me? I Girl, don't. Yeah, I have you, a trouble. You first of all, you. I have to say, you are one <laughs> of very few older moms that have older children that I follow. Um, I think the other one is you know Abby. I'm sure you've watched Love on the Spectrum. Yes. Have you seen Love on the mm-hmm. Spectrum? Oh my god! Yes, I love the show. And I just started, actually, I just started watching that. I just saw. I found it last week. I had never heard of it. I don't watch. A, I don't watch a lot of television. And somebody suggested it, and I'm like, I have never heard yes. of this. And it was so cute. Yeah, so cute. It's it's beautiful, and just seeing you know them as adults trying to find love, and it just you know it also gives you hope. 
obviously for me oh, having younger adorable. children, but it's, yeah, I just, again, I do, I appreciate you. You are definitely a Proverbs 31 woman. And, you know, the fact that you are, no, I'm serious and I'm not doing this, you know, just to do it. I am doing it because I'm feeling led to share that with you. You know, you've put a lot of things on hold to devote yourself to your child. And that is such a beautiful thing and such an inspiring thing to see. And I know you don't share much, but what you do share, just know that it is being an inspiration to many families out there that are watching you. So, um, and Blake as well. He's a trooper. He's an inspiration. And that's because (laughs) you've helped him too, you know? And I think we don't get a lot of credit as moms. We don't give each other credit. I, I should say that. We don't give ourselves credit. And, and we don't recognize, like, man, I have done all of this because we're afraid that you don't, we don't want to be too prideful or sound too like, oh my gosh, like I'm that person. At least that's how I think about it. And I was, I was putting a podcast together for an episode that I want to share with the listeners. And that is giving yourself grace. And one of those tips, it was that, you know, um, give yourself that grace, but acknowledge that, acknowledge your feelings. That's that's like the first thing that I, I'm talking about on that. And it's so true because we acknowledge everybody else's feelings. And we dismiss our own feelings a lot of the time. So Just talking um, about stuffing feelings. I'm a feeling stuffer. Yes, <laughs> I'm guilty yes, of that. I can be a feeling I am stuffer. Too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're 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 and I you and myself might be similar as far as like we're so quick to open ourselves up to people and give them our hearts and just like, you know, welcome them in and, you know, listen to them out, hear them out, be there for them whenever they're having a hard time. And when it comes to us, we're like, man, I'm afraid to ask for that. Like, I'm afraid to pour my heart out to my friend because maybe they won't understand me because they're not in my shoes or perhaps they have too much going on with their children that I will feel like a burden at least that's how I think it. And God is checking me on that. You know, God is checking me on that. Like, you know what? We were not meant to do this life alone. We need community. We need each other. And we have to lean on each other. That's what he's called us to do. So um, it's just incredible to hear your story and what you're sharing. So, yeah, thank you for that. We'll go to our next question. We are almost done. The next question is, what has been your experience in supporting your son in terms of employment? Like, I don't know where is Blake at when it comes to that, if you don't mind sharing that um, with our listeners. Um, yes. So we had an experience with a sheltered workshop. And uh, we discovered that he was being put in a room and w- with DVDs and television, and that was his day. You know, he was not at the time able to effectively communicate that in any other way. Besides, um, we noticed he was just becoming angry and aggressive at home, and so you know, we started 
with the transportation people and picking their brains and working our way out. And then we were having meetings at the center. And that's how we came to find out that that was what his experience was at work. And I had a mama bear moment. So I came undone and I'm not proud of it. And I may have burned some bridges, but um, that was not something we wanted to happen. That was not something um, that was in our plan. Um, And we found this other particular um, job coaching, job center. um, And he started going there. And just the amount of growth and learning and socializing and um, just the joy that returned back to him from that has been just so encouraging. It's just been the best thing that has happened to him. And I didn't want it. And I was fighting it. And I was mad. And I was like, you know, Lord, what are you doing? You know, this is just unleashed. I was just unleashed. And um, if we can see the opportunities in these situations that arise, um, these situations that are so discouraging, you know, um, even, even from the, from the younger mom's perspective of, man, I lost like three therapists for my kid in the past year. Are you kidding me? What is going on? You know, and, and then you stumble or, or like an aide, we lost our aide. Um, you know, we, we discovered a different aide. She was amazing. She was the best thing that ever happened to him in grade school. We came upon a therapist who connected with him in a way nobody ever did. And then we found our job center that has turned into just a light on this path forward. And I just wanted to encourage um, some of us that, you know, not it's not all rosy, but uh, finding a center uh, or a work center or job coaching or or some kind of thing that connects with your uh, young adult is just a, a light of hope. It's just beautiful. Um, you know, you can you can search in your county, out of county. Um, if transportation is needed, you might have to get it a little bit closer because there's some limits on how far you can go with some of those transportations. But, you know, um, just... Ask around, look around, look outside the box a little bit. And I, I accidentally found this and I know it was the Lord. So, um, yeah, it's just been wonderful. And he has a variety of jobs. So he's cooking wow. and he's peeling and doing, he loves to peel. He's peeling is one nice. of his favorite things to do. And he has a job where okay. he actually gets paid to peel uh, totes, stickers off of, of, of these boxes. Anyways, it's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when they get your kid and they help him find what he's good at and what he's capable mm-hmm. of, what he can mm-hmm. do. That has been, that has kind of been our road on the employment, you know? Wow. Peace. I mean, just when you yeah. mentioned your first experience, I, w- I was over here like, oh, I was ready to fight somebody. <laughs> Like what? But it's like you said, if we could just see the positive out of it, right? Because it's so easy to become consumer, like 
what did not work out that we lose hope right away, like of what right. it could turn out to be. Right. And right. we, we know, and we believe that all things work together for those of us who love God and, um, it's worked out for y'all. And I'm so happy to hear that, that yeah, y'all went through hell and back, but okay. God saw y'all on the other side. I don't see the okay. lie. <laughs> Just saying, um, you, you know, and now y'all, y'all see the light, right? And God has yeah. provided that way. So that is amazing. And of course, with God giving you the strength to, have your your research and your knowledge that's that's just amazing so jj to end this episode i would love for you to share an advice that you have for parents of autistic adults navigating this journey um i would love to hear that and i know my listeners would too or you know you can also share an advice for both you know not just the adult, but also those moms and dads that are just starting this journey. And maybe they're so focused on that future or what could be, could not be. Um, what is something that you would share? I think that we really sort of covered a little bit of it. My, my advice is keep pushing, you know, push, push, just keep pushing forward. Um, don't get stuck in the, in the, the grind of discouragement. And like, if they're, even if they're, uh, if, if you moms are having like little people, you know, we're building with those life skills early, start those things early. Um, little helps in the kitchen, the little helps in the laundry. We're going to start building on that. We're going to start growing with that and um, keep them interacting with the outside world. Keep them visible. Um, I'm a big believer because our, I have to tell you, our, our community is not a big community. Um, it's growing, but it's not big. Keep your kids visible and familiar around here. We start, um, if you're active at all around the community, you start getting familiar faces and you can't miss us. I mean, we can be loud and proud sometimes you, you can't miss us. You won't, you probably won't forget us. But, you know, but keep them visible, keep them out there and just, we're going to just march. We're just going to keep on marching. You're getting acclimated with community and faces and, and the way things work out in the world. It's good for them. It's actually good for the community. And we're going to keep, um, you know, getting them out there and getting visible. Yes, and- that's, that's a really good um, advice. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the one thing is when I say push, I want to back up and make sure I tell you that I made the mistake of pushing too much. I pushed too Mm. hard. I saw him, I saw him embracing independence, um, and thinking, oh my gosh, that, you know, strike while the iron is hot. The time is now we're going to move. We're going to work so hard. And in comes his anxiety and in comes um, meltdowns and in comes behaviors. I pushed too hard. So as I encourage you to push, I want us all to be mindful as we're working forward that there is a too much push. There is, (laughs) there is, there's, there's, mm -hmm. and I did it. 
think I've done all of them. I think I've done all of them, the wrong things at some point in this yeah. journey, but yeah. absolutely. If, you know, I'm, I was wondering, you know, why, why uh, is he having all these behaviors? Is something happening at work? I'm not understanding where all this, mm. you know, um, aggressive sort of tone and yeah. all of that. It was me. It was, it was coming mm. from me. And the only reason I found that out is because I took my wonderings to a group online of autistic adults. And mm. that was reality. And I was, I had to take a step back and I'm like, how dare you? You have no idea. Right, right. You don't know my kid. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. And then I'm like, you know, they were right. They were absolutely right. I backed mm. off and we just moved more gently forward because we can overstimulate our kids sometimes. And that was a reality yeah. for me. But in the, in the end, um, I, I guess my last advice um, would be to respect the child. Uh, my, my man, um, I, I want to respect him. I want him to know that I respect his opinions, that he is able to give me more effectively now at this age. Mm-hmm. That I love his, that. You know, his no, I don't want to, I can't handle that right now means mm-hmm. no. And I can respect that. As long as he's continuing to opt in and participate when he can't, and I hear him tell me he can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Just there's a mm-hmm. there's a, a respect um, that I think I probably could have started even younger to be watching mm. more closely to understand, you know, to respect right. this person. Right. But wow. you know, and and my, mm-hmm. and the and the and. I should I shouldn't say that was my last thing. I guess I would encourage I would encourage you to trust in the Lord. I can't I can't walk away without without encouraging that. And I think that your listeners probably know that that, that might have been coming. So if they've listened to you for very long. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I tell people all the time, you know, this is a got center you know um podcast and if you want to be encouraged through that and you're okay with that you're going to stick through you know um and i'm i'm never afraid of sharing that so yeah you're more than welcome to do that um so i appreciate that so much jj and now of course we can fully end the episode without you sharing with the listeners what is that special treat that you have for them oh and also i almost forgot come on um i almost forgot you have to tell us about the book because i do want my listeners to purchase this book where they can purchase it and um i guess you can share the link with me so i can put that in the description below um and if you want to purchase this book you will be able to. And guess what? If you don't have it, you have to get it. I know I have to order it. So I need to do this myself first, but um, I'm definitely going to be getting myself one because I'm just so excited to read it. So yeah, tell us about this tree, JJ. So this is a children's book, um, a children's picture book. It's called He Meant You to Be You. And it's just a story sharing God's love for our special little neurodiverse people. 
And yes, you can uh, find the links at jjlevan.com. But I did want to share that if you guys want to come and subscribe at jjlevan.com, that my first three subscribers will receive a free book. If you want to hop on there, get yourself a book. We'll send it to you. I see that hand. Yes, I do. Um, so, um, but yeah, and I do also have um, some PDF stuff to send you if you're interested in some encouraging verses um, about anxiety. And then I have one, uh, a PDF that is just talking about maybe next steps if you are uh, parenting an adult autistic child, maybe some of the next steps you uh, want to consider as you're looking at grinding your way forward and encouraging your child to be the best they can be. Okay, I was screaming on the inside, so now I just I just gotta put it out there. So y'all gotta put your volumes down when y'all listen to this podcast. Cause anyways. Um oh my god, JJ, thank you so much for that special treat. So if whoever's listening, you listen till the end, you just got yourself a treat. So <laughs> um I purposely waited till the end. Um but I am just so excited and just grateful that I was able to do this with you and thank you for your yes. So, uh, um, yeah, guys, I will see you all again on the next episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining. Don't forget to leave a rating and a review, whichever platform you're tuning in from. Thank you. Nani, thank you so much. Yes. Anytime. Thank you, JJ. For today's episode of Uniquely Wired Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing this space with me. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Until next time.